A Facebook whistleblower creates a firestorm after a 60-minute interview. Energy outperforms as oil prices rise. Jamie Dimon slams Bitcoin, and airlines continue the rebound, according to recent data. This is the Running With The Money Briefing. Let's get into it. What is up, everyone? It's another Monday, and well, this is the Running With The Money Briefing. This is a new series. The podcast is going to switch into a new format. So every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're going to have the Running With The Money Briefing. We're going to go over the biggest headlines of the day within 10 to 15 minutes, how they affect the market, and some of the biggest analyst calls. We're going to get this information out to you as quick as possible with some professional opinion um, and some solid darn information. Now, we're also going to have on Tuesdays and Thursdays, days, the running with the money deep dives. And those are going to dig into an individual company within 10 to 15 minutes. In essence, what we're doing here is we're splitting the podcast up into two separate series. Um, and therefore we're going to be able to get you information quicker, more directly. And honestly, I think you're going to love it because it's going to make it much easier to listen to every single day, day in, day out. So shifting into the markets, what in the world is going on? Currently, we have the Dow Jones Industrial Average down 357 points, the NASDAQ down 330, the S&P 500 down 63, the Rust 2K down 24, and the VIX spiking 12.15%. Not good stuff. It's currently 230, and that is currently where the market sits. Now, the market seems to be correcting here, continuing a correction um, into the new month. Uh, and honestly, this isn't good for the bulls, uh, but for the bears, definitely uh, great for them. Either way, shifting into the biggest headline of the day, what in the world is going on over at Facebook? So last night in a 60 minutes interview, a whistleblower over at Facebook who previously leaked documents not too long ago, um, in fact, just a few weeks ago here, said she was the product manager for civic misinformation. Her name, Francis Hogan. Now, this was during a 60 minutes interview. It aired last night. Night, um, Sunday night, uh, just before the first business day of the week, first business day of the new month. Not good stuff here. Um, and we take a look, or first Monday business day of the month, not the first business day. But either way, we shift into what she said here, and it's not great stuff. So she built out this website apparently where she could publish all this information. And according to her website, she quote became increasingly alarmed by the choices the company makes, prioritizing their own profits over public safety, putting people's lives at risk. As a last resort and at great personal risk, Francis made the courageous act to blow the whistle on Facebook. Now, she went on to say in the 60 Minutes interview, quote, I've seen a bunch of social networks and it was substantially worse at Facebook than anything I'd seen before. Now, she has worked at significantly uh, sized technology companies, um, companies that compete with Facebook. And, you know, that really is surprising, especially at the position she held. Now, you take a look at really what um, she was pointing the finger at when it comes to Facebook. And she's saying that Facebook executives had been and are aware of the negative impacts um, that the Facebook platform, Instagram platform, you know, basically Facebook has 
on young users, on children, teenagers, um, and even, you know, those those middle-aged years, those people just going into their 20s, how it affects them mentally and even um, physically on a health basis. Um, and really, the data is not good. And she is saying that Facebook is putting the health of its users over um, or under the profitability of the company. Um, she's saying that they're putting profits ahead of health um, and that basically they're not being um, a solid company here, uh, that they're being unethical, um, that they are not following um, basically the business practices they should be. Um, and this is not good stuff. Facebook has basically, I mean, if you really take a look at the past of Facebook, Facebook's had issues like this, but this is definitely one of the more public ones. Um, and this morning, Facebook came out and pretty much called it all bullshit, denied it, but investors not seeing it like that. The stock currently down 5.76%, down nearly 20 points, 19.17 points it is currently down. The stock over the past month is down 13.9%, and many are saying that this latest whistleblower report with supported documents is going to create or force Congress to enact more regulation against the social media Giants, specifically Facebook. Not good stuff over there at Facebook. Possibly a long-term buying opportunity. It depends on your view of Facebook and if you've done the research and dug into the company. Now, shifting into the second biggest headline of the day, we have energy outperforming. If you take a look at the energy sector, if you take a look really at the oil and gas names, for instance, your EOG Resources, Occidental Petroleum, Marathon Oil, Diamondback Energy, Marathon Petroleum, Baker Hughes, Pioneer Natural Resources, APA. I mean, I could go down the list. British Petroleum, Canadian Natural Resources, all of these names absolutely rallying, moving to the upside quite rapidly here. Um, pretty much the whole energy sector when it comes to gas and oil specifically is green um, and for good reason. If you take a look at the commodities market and you specifically take a look at oil, oil today moving up 269 pushing $80 per barrel, currently at $77.91, and that's WTI crude, November 21. Um, so, solid stuff there. Brent, over 80 bucks a barrel, sitting at 81.56. That's up 2.88% today. Natural gas continuing its upside momentum. Natural gas has had a wicked few months. In the past six months, natural gas has gone from all the way down to 2.77 roughly, um, all the way up to 5.763. Crazy numbers we are seeing out of really the energy area, and that is pushing these energy companies to the upside. Now, this morning, we got big news out of OPEC+. Plus. I'm in the ministry ratified a 400,000 barrel a day supply hike that was scheduled for November, according to a statement um, from OPEC+. Plus. Now, this all comes as China is facing, is facing an energy crisis, um, and there's some chatter that they're going to be going in and buying more oil um, to fix their energy issue. Who knows what's going on there? You take a look at Europe and there's rumors um, and there's these this basically gas crunch in Europe. Not rumors, but factual. There's a gas crunch. There is really, if you look at everything, going to be and there is starting to be a bottleneck in the supply of oil. You have the global economy opening back up. Saudi Aramco actually said um, that the glo global natural gas shortage has boosted demand for crude by 500,000 barrels per day. Um, so you have a lot of things working in the way of an oil shortage here. Um, and well, what does that do? In a supply-demand situation, when you have a shortage, the price goes up because it is, well, less accessible. Um, so that is something to pay attention to. And now we're going into winter. And guess what happens in winter? It gets cold. You need more energy and oil demand goes up. So we have a lot working in the way of an oil shortage. It is starting. Many large firms 
blowing the whistle here and saying, hey, guys, oil prices are going to continue to rise. We expect it, um, and it is going to be a cold winter in all likelihood, and therefore there's going to be even more increased demand, and yada, yada, yada. There's a ton of issues. Really, all you need to know is on a global basis, in a national basis, there is a bottleneck or starting to be a bottleneck in the supply of oil driving up prices, um, and therefore... This OPEC Plus deal where they pretty much are holding steady, holding the line and not blowing out that supply to lower prices is telling everyone, is telling investors that prices are going to continue to move to the upside. And that's why you were seeing those oil names continuing to rally. Some firms saying that the rally is just getting started. Others saying it's darn near over. Who knows? We're just going to have to wait and see. But a major OPEC Plus headline today, pretty much holding steady on the oil deal here. 400,000 barrels per day supply hike um, scheduled for November was ratified. So something to know. Now, Jamie Dimon slams Bitcoin in a recent interview. He said, um, that Bitcoin, quote, it's got no intrinsic value and regulators are going to regulate the hell out of it. He went on to say, I've always believed it'll be made illegal someplace like China made it illegal. So I think it's a little bit of a fool's gold. Now, I figured we should touch on Jamie Dimon's opinion on Bitcoin, given that he does run JP Morgan, one of the biggest and most well-known banks in the world. Pretty sizable guy when it comes to the economy. Something to pay attention to. An important note that came out of the crypto world today. Now, airlines. So, we have this we have the airlines and we have this data in the IATA. Um, they are forecasting a return to profitability for the airlines um, by 2023, saying that passenger numbers would rise to 3.4 billion people next year from 2.3 billion this year. Now, according to the IATA and their forecast, global airlines quote will continue to lose money in 2022, but that amount will drop nearly 78% to $12 billion. That's according to CNBC. Now airlines, they lost a lot of money. They lost more than two billion dollars from the COVID pandemic through next year, or they're going to. And not only that, um, but they lost in 2020, $137.7 billion, more than $126.4 billion um, this year. Um, and they're on track to possibly reach $200 billion in losses. Holy smokes. Now, it is an important note, and we should note this, that the IATA represents nearly 300 airlines that operate, quote, more than 80% of the world's air traffic. Um, and well, they know what the hell they're talking about. They have the data to back it. So supposedly airlines returning to profitability in 2023. If we take a look at the airlines today, what are we seeing? We're seeing actually quite positive action. I take a look at several Spirit Airlines, United Airlines, Delta Airlines, Southwest Airlines, Alaska, and American. And I see that four out of these six on my radar are currently up. So the sector really, and those are a lot of the leaders, doing quite well. Now shifting into the biggest analyst calls of the day, we got JP Morgan reiterating Tesla as under weight and that comes just after they released pretty darn solid delivery numbers saying quote while our new higher price target continues to imply material potential downside we do not believe it is ungenerous including as it values tesla as the world's second largest automaker by market capitalization which is just one notch down versus its current number one position despite its ranking as only the 18th largest automaker by unit volume now another jp morgan call reiterated on caterpillar making it overweight saying quote 
On the other hand, while CAT faces cyclical headwinds from lower global GDP growth, its end markets do not face structural challenges, and as a result, we believe it can deliver significantly higher earnings and free cash flow growth over the next five years. So Caterpillar, it's one of those industrial names. Um, they're saying it's overweight. They're bulls on it. And on Tesla, they're underweight. Um, they're more bearish on the name. Now, shifting into a call by UBS, reiterating Chipotle as a buy. I love Chipotle personally. On quote, we believe further upside exists for Chipotle. Shares given multiple catalysts to support continued comp momentum near and long term, accelerating unit growth and margin expansion. Um, so pretty much here. They're saying Chipotle is a buy. It's a phenomenal company. Margins are going to continue to expand, um, and they see near and long-term growth here um, for the next few years, few quarters. Um, who knows? But a solid call on Chipotle, on UBS, um, and they are obviously bullish on earnings um, and on Chipotle stock. Now, shifting into a call by Barclays, upgrading Union Pacific to overweight, a name we don't talk about all too much, from equal weight, saying, quote, Union Pacific shares trading below market valuation are a meaningful opportunity for long-term investors. Railroads and Union Pacific have underperformed the broader market in 2021. The sector previously benefited from the defensive trade during the pandemic in 2020 when valuations arguably became too stretched and were only further exacerbated by M&A expectations. So Barclays getting bullish on Union Pacific and the railroads saying they've underperformed. It's time to buy and it's time to get in. Barclays also made a call on Southwest Airlines. Speaking of the airlines, taking Southwest to overweight from equal weight saying quote while we find many of the potential drawbacks of the group to hold merit relative valuations are beginning to look attractive we are adding exposure to the group but in a careful manner favoring low cost and low fare airlines by upgrading southwest airlines to overweight i like this call the airlines the data shows are going to return the profitability check out southwest airlines i like this call by barclays now oppenheimer reiterating amazon is outperformed saying quote we believe that online marketplaces including Etsy, Amazon, Fairfetch stand to benefit the most heading into 2021's holiday season, while which remains the most vulnerable. So they like Amazon the most going into this holiday season. We're going into the holidays where people are going to start buying for the holidays, gift giving. You know how it all works. Um, so I call there Oppenheimer basically saying the cycle when we get to the holidays, more buying is coming and Amazon is going to benefit by Amazon and it's cheap right now. Now, Baird reiterating Boeing is outperforming. This is our last call saying, quote, while we have trimmed our estimates based on delivery cadence, we still like the setup for Boeing stock in the year end as China's 737 MAX approval is tracking for any day. So they're making a call here. They're saying, look, we like Boeing at its current price point, which is currently 224 bucks a share, um, and it is down over the past few months. In fact, it's down 5.36% over the past three months. Um, and they are saying, look, the catalyst to drive this thing, to reverse this thing to the upside is China's 737 MAX approval. And they're saying it's going to come any day. A solid call out of Baird on Boeing is outperformed. And that is the Running With The Money briefing. Thank you for listening. Tried to keep it to 15 minutes the best we could. Once again, this is going to be every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I'm excited to continue this. I hope you enjoy it. Would love some feedback. Um, if you want to leave feedback, Tweet me at Running With The Money or at Luke Dunne on Twitter um, or anywhere you can find us. Also, thank you all for listening. And we'll be back tomorrow with a deep dive on Airbnb and then Wednesday, of course, with another briefing. Eastly Profit Trade on, and I will see you then.